Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special Travis is on the Road pre-LCS Finals edition of Hotline League. I apologize if the audio sounds a little different, but this is this is what we got. Okay, um, I am I am conducting this from an undisclosed undisclosed uh, location in Texas somewhere right now, not Houston yet, but uh, the Wi-Fi looks pretty good here, so I think we're going. What be is fine. it? Say behind your head, protect our what? Protect our rights. Our, uh, heal our planet. Then it says nature in the middle. Then it says protect our future. I did that not is write more this. progressive than, than I thought it was going to be. Protect in, well, te- I, I thought uh, it was going to okay. be protect our guns. I'll admit that I'm in Austin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Night faded yeah. and chat says so. You're in Austin. Uh, yeah. Clearly, <laughs> we're we're figured out where it is. Yeah. There's also a Wi-Fi a password in the background. Please, nobody look at that. Um. Okay. So. Um. Let me introduce my constant co-host, Mark Zerman. How's it going, Mark? Great. We're a little late tonight, not only because Travis's roadshow debacle, but also I was watching a show on Netflix. I forget what it's called, but I think it's like called Ultimatum or Marriage Ultimatum. It's a reality show. And basically the premise is one person who wants to marry their partner says, like, if you don't accept this marriage, we're going to go on like this show thing and you like start dating other people to see like what it is that you're like they're missing for why they're not accepting the proposal you know so it's like people have been in a relationship for a year or two going on this show and like the first episode or two is like meh it's kind of kind of not looking like a great show and then i don't know what episode it is it's like three or something and like shit goes down and then every episode from then on just has like some absolutely insane scene of just like holy fuck this is crazy and like I can't believe I'm watching it. So there's there's just some more drama going on. I was glued to my seat, and then Ashley is between episodes. She's like, "It's seven oh five, and I'm like, "Oh fuck." I, yeah, I was very curious where you were, and I was like, "I hope he's not." First off, I'm in a different time zone, so I was like, "Did I mess this up?" Some I was like double checking to make sure that I did the math right, uh, and then and then you showed up. Thankfully, Peter Dunn, our guest, was here on time. Peter Dunn, how you do, how are you doing? I'm sure you feel great right now. Yeah, not not feeling too bad. Um, was kind of the expected result. Pretty disappointed with the three zero. Hope that we can have another three two. But looking forward to Houston. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we'll talk about uh, EG's big weekend and the fact that you guys have secured the final team to secure a spot in uh, Houston after just yesterday's games, which is really exciting. Um, I want to shout out Alienware and Grubhub for sponsoring the show. Uh, a special reminder, we'll have more details during the Grubhub uh, ad, but we are doing a live version of this show in like five yes, days, sir. essentially. Four days maybe if you're watching on Tuesday, whatever. Anyway, Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Uh, Texas time, which I think is central. Is that what this time zone is that i'm in right now i believe it's central anyway 8 a.m pacific time maybe is the best way to put it so if you're in the west wake up early make yourself some eggs order some grubhub uh don't make yourself eggs order grubhub and watch live hotline league presented by grubhub uh and if you are at if you're going to finals this weekend uh go on saturday to the fan fest it starts at 10 a.m so try to get in there early. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I have heard doors are supposed to open at 9.30. So uh, whatever. I might get in trouble for saying that. Whatever. Just I've heard doors open at 9.30. You can get to the Fan Fest. It'll start at 10. 
And uh, we're going to start right then. So our, uh, you guys will be walking in as we are officially starting the show at 10. So uh, please come see us in person in Austin this weekend. Again, we'll have more information uh, during the Grubhub ad break later on in the show. But uh, let's talk about this past weekend. So first off, I will be honest, I was at a wedding on Saturday. So I open, I, I kept checking the game, like the, the series. I was like, oh, this is going to be a 3-0. And then I see Hunter T win a game. I see Mark tweeting out that the series is over with a picture of Santorin. Then I see a picture of him saying the series is over with a picture of Core JJ looking happy. Then I see Hunter T wins the next game. And then the fifth game, I'm like the ceremony the they do like the reception situation where they're giving like speeches and the food's coming. And I'm finally like, okay, I can finally open my phone. And I see a dragon get taken. And then I see Abadage kill a Nexus uncontested. And I'm like, this is literally, this is what I opened my phone for 30 seconds to see. And I was like, okay, well, I guess 100 T's in the finals. <laughs> so I'm excited to learn a little bit more about what happened there because I haven't had a chance to like super catch up on that series other yeah. than looking at the Reddit threads. Um, but I did get to sit, I was home on Sunday at the Airbnb. And so I was able to check. Uh, the C9 and EG games. I just watched the whole thing. And congratulations, Peter. 3-0. Were yeah. you guys... You said expected results, but were you guys surprised at all that it was so one-sided? Uh, of course. of course. Like, Plan 9 were really good during the regular season. They showed science against Golden Guardians. I mean, we were... we were Normally... So EG aren't normally the most focused team on stage right at the start, but because of the circumstances of the game, we were really, really focused going into that game. Obviously, it was a really important game for Vulcan. Obviously, it's the first time that Danny's family ever came to see him play um, live. So, so he was really focused. So that's probably why he didn't want the pentacle, right? Because he was just, we've got to win this series, you know, for, for my fam because his family was there. So, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with the performance, but I... You know, for the fans, like the fans want a more hype series, right? And you know, obviously, as a as a member of EG, I'm really I'm happy that we won three zero, but I wish it was like another three two thriller like the TL yeah. series. Well, congratulations! Takes, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say it takes two to tango, and uh, your dancing partner didn't show up. Yeah, I uh, I was just excited to see you guys play uh, this weekend. In in chat, we have LCS Commissioner confirming. FanFest doors open at 9.30, and FanFest is 10 to, to 1.30. So uh, good to see the commissioner in the chat. She messaged me the other day, and then I have not gotten back to her because I've been traveling, and I'm a jerk. What a power play. No, it was not my Leave intention. Leave it unread. There you go. No, that was, now I feel like a jerk. Uh, she shows up to my stream. <laughs> I'm not replying. Uh, terrible. Okay. So uh, we've got you guys competing. I, I guess... Uh, Mark, you know, maybe we can ask uh, Peter a couple questions, but um, before before we get into the topics that we, you know, are going to be taking calls on tonight. But I, you know, Peter, what I, I, you know, Empire's in this. He's in the chat right now. He's in the show chat every week, and every week Mark and I would uh, be very skeptical as the as the split went on about EG and if they were going to be good. And I bemoaned the failure of this roster to live up to it. And Empire was always like they're best of ones and like the team's got to come online and blah, 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 blah. And there it is. Best of ones trick y'all. I see it in the chat right now. He says that all the time. <laughs> they ain't doing nothing. And so I, uh, you know, I feel like in a lot of ways you guys sort of delivered on this concept of like, okay, don't worry. We're going to power up. We're going to be good. And then playoffs hit and you guys are good. So well, I'm, I'm I giving mean, you the chance to take a victory lap here. Is that, is that I, really well, how it was always going to go? 
I mean, all I'm going to say, credit where credit is due, right? They're from all the journalists and a lot of the uh, voters for the MVP votes, you and Mark were two of the only people who put JoJo on your ballot for 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 Oprah. So, yep. Mid lane was I tough mean, this time. There was you could throw anybody in there. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Takui, Takui. Most people put Takui Fudgebergs on, and you guys were were two of the only ones. So. You know, you, clearly you guys believed in us. Um, yeah. What I would say is that, um, yeah, I mean, look, the way the EG play the game is very, very high variance. They play early, they play, they play really high variance, and it was the same way last year. A team like that is going to be is going to drop games in best of ones to to teams they shouldn't drop games to, right? Uh, and you saw that happen a lot this year. Um, and yeah, naturally, this kind of style tends to be better in a playoff situation than it is in a regular season. So, so yeah, I, I think. I think uh, Empire is, uh, was correct in this assessment. Yeah. Um, on the point about the, the voting stuff, it was it was interesting to me how I think uh, like you guys definitely had struggles, and a lot of them were like team centric struggles. It felt like, but I was surprised at how much it felt like the players were written off for the team struggles. Um, where like JoJo had a lot of haters. It felt like this split. Um, and Danny, I I I was surprised no one brought this up. I put him second. I said yeah. this on the dive as well, but I put him second over Berserker after people were saying, oh, Berserker's the best AD carry in the LCS. And the fact that I had third, I thought I was going to get called out on. I just don't think anyone checked. But like, it did feel like the players had less support than, than maybe expected. Uh, I, I don't know how it felt like internally, like were the guys, did, did the outside noise ever get to them? Or like, was it, were they confident the whole way through? No, they, they were confident, especially like, I think the the... So impact is always is always stable. So I wouldn't say he was confident, but the big person was inspired. Inspired basically felt that he could just. There were times where it felt that he could pick whatever he wanted on stage because we were just winning with everything in swims, and he just I'm going to pick anything on stage and I'm just going to win. And sometimes swims are not the same as stage games, but the but you know people criticize our game five draft against um, against TL where we picked Renekton in Italy and we had a Kazix game or something like this, and that's. That's that's inspired just having the self confidence to say pick me this champion I'm just going to shit on the other team, um, and I think that the big person that like during the regular season you maybe saw a little bit of you know EU how would I say uh, you know limit testing I, yeah yeah like, from inspired but in playoffs it was all business and I think that's the big difference because inspired has like really been the one that's you can see the difference between regular season and playoffs way right? so. I, yeah, I should say I that Mark is picking a fight right now with Empire in, in Twitch chat. No, no, I, I'm agreeing with him. He was saying, I think we're the only team uh, in the top five that couldn't string together a good run, so it affected voting. And I said, your best streak was two wins. <laughs> when, like, you know, C9 had an eight-game win streak and TL was, like, seven and two over a stretch, you know? Like, EG just could never string any wins together. And then they also were 0-6 against the, the, the teams above them in standing. So it was just, like... They kind of handed the ammo to, to doubters and haters to be like, they can't beat a top team. They're so inconsistent. But, but the thing that people forget is that we were 0-6 against the top teams, but four of those games, we were in like heavy gold advantage situations, which we should close out. One of them was then of the two that we weren't. One of them was a Sunday Trindamir game where he just went super, super insane. Okay, 100 Thieves get that one. And then the other one was the Fudge game where he played, um, played Soraka. And JoJo had no idea what a Soraka even did. Um, <laughs> so, so, I mean, we were 0-6, but, you know, four of those games were, like, should have been EG wins, and one of them was the Soraka game. And sure, like, 100 of these get credit, right? They get, they get one. They get credit for, for that game. 
Uh, we don't normally take questions from the chat, but because I didn't get back to her uh, when she messaged me, Jackie in the chat says she has a question, which was, how does the EG diverse roster nationality affect the culture of the team internally? So you have Inspired from Warsaw, Impact from Seoul, Jojo from Toronto, Danny from Honolulu, and Vulcan from uh, Laval, I believe it is, uh, Canada. So you have yeah. like all these play- players from literally all over the world um, and all these different regions. So like, do you ever see that internally and how, how that impacts the culture of the team? Yeah, I mean, they all push themselves. They all push each other to, to be better, right? And I wish that we could play more voice comms, but, you know, there's, there's stuff which you cannot put in a voice comm video because of the amount of, uh, let's say, inappropriate language that, that, that's being brought up. But, you know, there are games where we play on stage where I'm just in the back room just laughing. I'm just <laughs> I'm laughing so much because it's, it's something like it's JoJo and inspired, like talking about how they just did some insane play and trying to one-up each other and doing regular season or like Vulcan, Vulcan, you know, calling out some, some insane thing or it impacts the only one who's like, sometimes, you know, guys focus, we need to win the game. Um, so they have a lot of fun playing. It gives me a lot of Mad Lions 2020 vibes. Um, I think, I think they do really well. The difference between this team and Mad Lions 2020 is that, uh, you have impact to make sure that they don't go too far off the beaten path, which I think is, is a good thing all, all in all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Mark, I don't know if you have any other questions. Otherwise, I'm sure we should run through what we'd like to talk I about. I mean, tonight. yeah, we'll, we'll talk about these other topics, but I, I wonder how it felt. I mean, you guys absolutely shit on Cloud9, and it felt like the vast majority of the conversation was on Cloud9 mm-hmm. collapse, m- more so than like the EG players, at least within public like discourse and stuff. So I don't know how, how it felt like to be like, Hey, we popped off. We did it, and you check, and it's just like the like the post game thread is just all like, "Wow, I can't believe Summit collapsed this hard. What a fraud! Doesn't but, deserve MVP." But they they literally like the funny thing is, I was reading that that thread, and I just thought in the back of my mind, "What are these guys talking about?" Like, I mean, what happened in that series is Blabber got just murdered. It was <laughs> one of the, like the like I mean, Blabber got murdered by Inspired, and like Jose Diogo got murdered by Inspired in the previous week. And like, you know, I don't know if it's because Blabo is a fan favorite, but there are situations in this game where Fudge is just staring at his jungler whilst his jungler just gets, just, just get, like, I mean, it, it's like he can't do anything because like, for instance, the Trundle game, there's a Trundle game where he's playing against Jarvan. Jarvan has Spellbook. Um, he, he forgets that Jarvan can go Ignite, like Jarvan just kills him over and over again. And Fudge is there sitting in mid lane trying to scale, just watching his jungler die. And like, no, nobody talks about that at all. And that, that for me is the hilarious thing. It's not that, you know, obviously fans are going to be critical after their team, their team has a, has a rough end to the season, but nobody understands what went on in that series. They just blame Summit because they think, oh, Summit is, Summit is 0-4. His scoreline is really, really bad. But why is he 0-4? Okay, he's 0-4 because he's being chain ganked or he's being killed in the side lane. Sure. But then why is the team not defending him? And why is the team not cross mapping? And I mean, it's, it's obvious, right? Like it's obvious who's to blame. I actually think it's, it's a really interesting point because my, the Summit Flame is one thing, especially after the first game, but then also the draft is all anyone talks about that series. Yeah. And, and my takeaway was, I don't know if you could have given C9 a draft that could have taken a game based off like the level that they were playing at as a team. Like what draft? Do, like you basically need to swap your game one draft, them for you, and like maybe they have a chance, but I also don't think you guys would have played the early game that bad, you know? Yeah. The game one draft was a massive... That's like the one time I'll be like, yeah, that gap was absolutely insane. That was the, the biggest draft gap I've seen all year, I think. But like, 
So what about the I'm, other two? I mean, I'm very, I'm generally very pro broadcast, right? So, so I, I think that they do a good job. I think that some of the criticism they take is is unreasonable. But the one thing from that game is, you know, if, if our comp is even in gold at 15 minutes, the game's over. And yeah. we were we were ahead of gold in 15 minutes. And maybe that's something, you know, I know people want to keep engaging. You want to keep the fans engaged in the game and things like this. But like, you know, they can have soul. They can have ocean. They can have ocean soul. They can have elder. It just doesn't matter. They're not going to win in a 5v5 situation. So it's up for Cloud9 to to try to force on us. And, you know, they made they made some lost decisions which changed fundamentally how they play, right? Like, you go listen to their voice comms. Winston was a huge voice in that team. He was a huge, he was a huge, he had a lot of responsibility to keep people disciplined. And without him gone, they just, you know, they 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 didn't have the discipline required to to close out games with those kinds of early games level. So uh, and next, and that's because to be clear, like that's because they need to build synergy, and you can't just build that synergy in two weeks. And you know, next split, I'm sure they'll fix it, and I'm sure it will be better. Right? But like ours was put in an impossible position. He, he's replacing the most vocal person on the team, who's translating for multiple members, and who's the one who's providing the structure, and he has to do all of that on as a he's not a rookie, but you know, as a new player coming in. I mean, it's it's rough, right? But again, like I'm sure C9 will fix those issues. Like just because they had a bad playoffs doesn't mean that they're going to be bad in summer. They'll fix it. They'll fix it. Yeah, they'll swap players again. You're yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so let's talk about what we're going to talk about tonight. I don't know. Mark might have already pulled some some callers. Looks like he has. But just uh, in case we don't have people who have been on the stuff, I think some of the big topics this week is obviously EG beating C9. Lots to talk about there. Hopefully we have calls about EG beating C9 and not just all calls about C9 losing to EG, uh, especially since we have Peter on the show. Uh, but I'm sure we'll talk a lot about C9 and their future. Sounds like Peter already has some strong opinions about that. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we, we have a chance to talk about any potential roster decisions. I'm curious if they're going to make some. I somewhat suspect that they will because it's, it would be a very C9 thing to do. Uh, and then we need to talk about Team Liquid 100T, which was a crazy match. I'm sure a lot of people have opinions on the end of that match as well. Uh, and then I don't know, Mark. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about the finals this weekend, what people are looking forward to, some predictions. Um, you know, anybody who's like going to the if you're going to the event this weekend and you want to call in and talk, that would be great. Uh, there was the big Tyler one video that came out today. I'm curious to see what people think of that. Um, any, anything else that, uh, any other big topics, Mark, or is that obviously, uh, all the big stuff? I, some people want us to talk about the, um, LS, there was an LS thread, I guess, about how people don't innovate. I didn't get a chance to see the video yet, so I don't know if I can speak to uh, it. Uh, I, I watched it. I mean, it's, it's a big tangent to go on in a different direction. I don't know if, if we'll, we'll respond to it or not, given that I feel like it's going to be a pretty full episode already. I already have yeah. like a, a pretty full waiting room just based off what happened this weekend. So, so. Maybe we can save that for after whenever we have a, a content drop between MSI and uh, or be, between spring finals ending and MSI. Uh, although Mark and I have to figure out how we're going to do that because he's doing some travel. So whatever. We'll figure it out. Papa Smithy in chat says, oh, cool. 100T1. Anyone got any C9 roster change info? So there we go. We already got people trying to talk about C9. There we go. Uh, all right. Let's talk about stuff. Uh, Mark is off to go grab the first caller. I need to change the thing on my settings so that people don't hear the ding of Mark changing channels. Uh, there we go. That should fix it. 
Um, sorry about that, everybody who's right now checking their own Discord to try to understand what's happening. Uh, we should have Mark here in just a second. Thank you to everybody who subbed. Uh, I saw Jackie give out 10 subs to the community. That was cool. Natural Ninja gifting her back. Murder of Birds. Thank you. Good to see you. We'll have you on the show tomorrow. All the Dog for a whole year. Sewera. Uh, your name is, is hard to pronounce. Goblin Poetry. Flick Nickum. And it looks like Mark is back. And we've got... Uh, how do you say it? Is it Tlita? Uh, it's it's just a... It's an acronym. So it's a T-L-I-T-A. But you can just call me Colin. Colin. Okay. Thank you. That's much easier. Where are you calling from? Uh, I am calling from Benderlock, which is a small village in the west coast of Scotland. Man, I love Benderlock. It's a I wonderful, yeah. It's a wonderful little village uh, on the west coast of Scotland. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, is it, uh, is it in the Oban? Is it in the Oban? Yes, I live. I'm um, born and raised in Oban. I just moved out here in the last year. My, my family is initially from Oban, so if you go back enough generations, <laughs> so I have a lot of affinity to the area. So sorry, uh, sorry, Travis, continue. No, <laughs> oh, fantastic. Maybe right. this is a yeah. long-lost relative. <laughs> uh, all right, Colin, what do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, so basically, I just wanted to talk about how EG, just over the last couple of weeks, they've just looked better and better. A lot of their issues seem to be cleaning up, and I genuinely think they're going to win uh, finals next weekend. Uh, 100 Thieves are, are looking good, obviously, and TL are looking a little bit shaky after the 100 Thieves one. Uh, but EG seem to be coming into this cohesive unit that we all kind of expected from them at the beginning of the year. And not only do I think they're going to win next week, uh, I think if they stay on form, then they'll make some decent semi-finals or finals noise at MSI uh, as well. Semi-finals or finals. I love a call where we've got finals coming up, uh, LCS finals, and the caller's predicting MSI finals a month from now. That's the Hotline League special <laughs> right there. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, okay, fantastic. <laughs> so, what you want to give any uh, any additional context to why this is why you have so much faith in them right now? Yeah, I mean, uh, you can just look at look at the players that are on it. I think uh, a lot of teams that like an EG situation that would go to an international tournament for the first time tend to have shakes when they go onto bigger stages. Uh, you're not going to get that from Impact. You're not going to get that from Vulcan. You're not going to get that from Inspired. Uh, Danny and Jojo seem to be like uh, an absolute enigma for being in tough situations for the first time in their careers. So I think they'll be absolutely fine. Uh, I think I did touch on Jojo's attitude being good for this scene as well in my initial take, which if he can just talk shit about other players after he's smashing, then we'll probably see something akin to Caps. Uh, the way Caps behaved when he first went to international competitions, which was he was just calling up Faker before he went into SKT uh, uh, best of fives. So hopefully that'll be the same. And obviously attitude's a big thing uh, when guys get to these situations. So I will say, you know, I it's not I don't know if I have a favorite for this weekend, but I do love the idea of JoJo going to MSI so he can tweet shit about Faker. I feel like before yeah. their match, I think that that would be very enjoyable to see. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. All right. Uh, <laughs> at a Korean, at a Korean MSI. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Oh, he's not going to leave the building alive. Make sure yeah. no one knows what room he's staying in in the hotel. He's going to get shit delivered to him from catering. You know, like <laughs> check all his food for any, yes. anything that shouldn't be in there. 
Yeah. It's, uh, it's not about leaving the room alive. It's about sending a message. <laughs> gotcha. Jesus. Okay. Anyway. Uh, all right. Peter, why is the yeah. caller correct? Why are you guys not only going to win this weekend, but also make finals at MSI? So... I think I think that the caller doesn't go far enough. I think EG can win MSI. Oh boy! Okay, oh, okay, of course. <laughs> it's hotline so, league, everybody. So 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 let so let me make let, so so we'll talk about LCS later, right? But, okay, I mean can we we should at some point in time because the finals yeah. are this weekend. But go ahead. But, this, is, this is an MSI podcast. Yeah. <laughs> two things two two things that make this this year really really special, right? For MSI, right? Number one is that there's a high chance that an LPL team won't go. Um, I, I'm not going to discuss too much politics right now, but like there's a there's a there's there's a there's a big COVID spread right now in Shanghai, where all the teams are based and everyone is hard locked down. Um, which means that if um, the the only two teams that aren't based in Shanghai uh, that are comp competitive for MSI are V5 and LNG, and LNG are out of playoffs, right? So if V5 don't win, it's going to be a Shanghai-based team going to MSI and they may not be allowed to go due to health reasons. Um, so you may not have an LPL representative. Career representative, you may not have a Korean representative because, or you may have one, but the news that I heard from how they were picking Asia games versus um, MSI is that they, they had a pool of 10 players and five of those players would go to Asia games and five of those players would go to MSI. So you may have a roster that has like half of, half of, um, you know, half of the T1 bot lane and then Trophy and then, you know, so, some other players, right? But these guys may not have good synergy. They may not play well together, right? So, so you know, maybe career is going to be weaker at the seven side. And who else is left? G2. Uh, G2, G2 are heavily dependent on Captain Yankos, right? So all inspired, all inspired and Jojo has to do is beat Captain Yankos and the path to MSI title is free, right? That Inspired's been doing that recently, hasn't he? Well, before he left? Yeah, I mean... You know, it's just, it's just, it's just completely free. But it'd be interesting. Like, I, I have no clue what's going to happen with MSI. I don't know what's going, to, what the LPL are going to do. I don't know what the LCK is going to do. It's super, super interesting. Um, and you know, that kind of, uh, that kind of uh, instability gives, uh, gives you know, a, a, a team like EG the chance to upset. So, so, so that's the MSI one. Now let's get to this weekend. This weekend is going to be hard. Um, the reason it's going to be hard is because you're playing back to back uh, in front of a large audience, and obviously the first time you go on stage, the adrenaline is going to pump, um, and you know people it exhausts you really, really quickly. Um, can EG win? Of course, like it's it's perfectly theoretically possible that EG can win can win LCS. Um, I mean, we have we have. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away. We have tools that we can pick against certain teams and i think this is the one thing that maybe people are ignoring about eg's run it's that you know vulcan played against cloud nine against isles who is the who's a bit more known for his mage supports vulcan played yumi and karma he played yumi karma this weekend right where whereas he didn't play those against tr um, and we had specific other things in draft you know we pulled out different things against each team and we can adjust our strategy to play against different teams so we have a lot of strategic diversity we have a lot of tools that we can pick out um and and play so we'll have to see if if tl and 100 thieves have the tools to answer those kind of things have um, you considered renekton yes the impact is i think he's one of the only top leaders in the world that has a positive win rate on renekton this this I'm excited so, to see it. Perfect time to keep <laughs> testing it. Yeah. yeah, perfect time to keep testing it. Game five with Italy. This time we didn't go early enough. We need Nico mid. 
so that we can go oh, even, okay. win before eight minutes. The, the infamous five range comp is what you need. You get the Renekton out of there too and put something else in. Yeah, yeah, sorry, exactly. I derailed you a bit, so you could go ahead and finish your, your thought. No, that, that, that was it. Like uh, This weekend will be interesting because there's a lot of things that haven't been shown by all the teams that are playing this weekend that will be it will be interesting to see how what they come up with it's also worth saying that you know tl and 100 thieves are probably scrimming a lot with their academy teams and probably not scrimming each other right so they were um they you if you do that you have the option to show a lot more cheese and we'll see we'll see which of it comes up that that's the interesting that would be sick i'd love to see some like crazy level ones in front of the audience where you just have the whole audience going like oh Ah, you know, like it's. I miss that type of stuff. I haven't heard that from from uh, a league audience in so long because it's just been a while. So it's exciting. Yeah, I I like the point about the the strategic diversity. It's one of the things like it was I was giving credit for after watching the the FlyQuest series and heading into this this past weekend. I was like, well, at least EG has shown like diversity in terms of level ones, in terms of the aggressiveness with which they approach some of the games, or if they think they're better, they can play slower and like. I think that's going to be pretty important for, um, given the quick turnaround time, that you already are experiencing multiple play styles a little bit, whereas I think some teams are like, oh, we're just doing the thing that we're best at. Uh, or at least don't seem to branch out quite as much with overall identity. Um, so, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm fairly confident on EG. I don't quite know if I'm calling MSF, MSI finalists right now. But how... Con- okay, Mark, how confident are you on them? Because... It's not a bold thing to say, well, I'm not so confident that I won't call them for <laughs> MSI finals. You're right. So I'm curious, uh, how confident are you? Do you think they're, or do you think you'll call them for LCS finals? Papa Smithy in the chat, of course. Uh, is, is Peter Dunn going to be facing Well, do against... I even think they're going to make the finals is the real question. Yes, exactly, exactly. I think they got so lucky the first time to even go five against TL. Yep. It should have been over in four for EG, right? <laughs> uh no i mean it's it's close um i'll probably it's hard not to pick tl i think just because name name brand power um i'll need to think about a little bit more but so one thing i will say that i'm a little annoyed at is again on the on the concept of how much drafts get attention is in that tl series where they were beating uh, 100 Thieves, they were like, it, it seems like community's like, oh, their drafts were good for the first two games, and then they were shit, and then they lost. And it's like, well, also, 100 Thieves was playing like dog shit for the first two games. Like, their players were on stage in the interview afterward talking about how bad they were playing. Um, and then 100 Thieves, like, why why are people giving so much credit for the, the turnaround to, like, TL's drafts becoming bad and not for, like, oh, 100 Thieves actually woke up and played really well? Um, and so that, that bugs me a little bit that I think people might be overrating TL a little bit because they beat up on 100 Thieves two games where, like, Abadago was asleep at the wheel. You know, like, I don't know. I feel like uh, TL might be a little overhyped by the community. Um, they did win the close best of five versus EG, but people were talking about that series. Like, oh, it should be a slaughter. And then, uh, you know, just because they went up 2-0 against 100 Thieves, like, oh, they should have 3-0'd that series. They just didn't draft like idiots. And I'm like, well, what if, what if 100 Thieves actually showed up for game one? You know, like, I don't know. I I mean I think TL's in the interesting position where it's really hard to count them out because if you think about it it's like okay this is a team that 
finished right up at the top in regular season. And then you look at their lineup and you're like, wow, they're really, really good players. And then they got edged out from finals like in a fifth game. And so it's like it's really hard to look at all that and be like, yeah, I don't know if I buy. You know, it's like it's it's just they've got so much in their favor just in terms of what they've accomplished so far and what the players are on that team that it's like, who's going to look at that and count them out? It's not like a vitality or something like that where you're like, yeah, they got great players, but like they just never came together. It's like clearly this team is good. So it's just really going to be fascinating. I think this is what's really fun. It's one of the first times where I, I can't – I'm trying to remember a like – weekend where we're going to, to playoffs weekend and there's not somebody that people are like, okay, this is definitely who's going to win. You know, I feel yeah. like you can make pretty good arguments for all three of the teams. Yeah. So, Sometimes the third place match is a snoozer, but I don't think it is this time. I forget. I asked yeah. you earlier, Mark, or no, you said you did reply. You said, I think so. Uh, but maybe Twitch chat can help me or Peter, you can help me. Is this yeah. the first time that we're missing two of TL, TSM, C9 and CLG in the top three for I, I, uh, I believe so. Wait, no, no, no. There, there was the EG FlyQuest C9, the 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 one where Cloud9 stomped everyone in spring, and it okay. was FlyQuest uh, EG. Uh, but but you guys, correct me if I'm wrong. You weren't. Isn't this the highest placing you guys have ever gotten? Like you've never uh, made a finals weekend before. I thought. No, no, we we have. Oh well, it, it was off site, so I don't think it counts as. But there was a there was one. So the first year that EG were in the league, which is okay. So the year before I was coaching them. They made the final, like it was FlyQuest. EG People say Spring 2020. Yeah, Spring 2020. Yeah. Twitch that says. Um, yeah. But no but, one remembers I mean, it because it was uh, during, yeah. during the one where <laughs> everybody was just, is that where Cloud9 was lifting the trophy and broke it in their. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was the one. I remember watching that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe maybe it's not as, as crazy of uh, an event as I think it is. It just, to me, it feels crazy to just see. Like it, it's it, especially in a world where we end up with an EG hundred T final, it will feel like what was oh, it? Oh, we the, got a call the, about that too. Yeah, the mad, the mad rogue week in in uh, uh, Europe. So, well, I don't, I don't want to jump too too far ahead then if if we've got a call about it. But uh, I do appreciate you calling in, caller. If uh, this ends up being correct, we will try to get your Scottish accent back on the uh, on the mm-hmm. line. Uh, but well, thank you so much for the call. I'll, I'll try to call in if it is. Yes, yes, please do. Uh, but not if they win this weekend. You have to call in if they make semis or finals at MSI. That's where that's where we'll give you the stage. Uh, anything? Well, it's one. It, it's Go one ahead. or the other. If they win this weekend, they're winning MSI. So. Gotcha. Okay. It's <laughs> well. If all the stars align like Peter says, then maybe I I would agree that they've they've got a decent chance. Uh, anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Um, uh, shout out you guys uh, for getting me on. It is 4 a.m. here, so it's very much appreciated. <laughs> uh, shout out uh, No, this is the start of my day. Oh. <laughs> uh, shout out EG, shout out TL, uh, and yeah, shout out you guys. So that's yeah. it. Thanks so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Have a good day. Yeah, you too, guys. Cheers. Yeah, see you. All right. Uh, we are on to the next caller. Actually, we should. Never mind. Mark hurt. Oh, Mark, are you down to take a break really quick? Sure. Yeah, you heard the hesitation at the end. I just looked at the time. Uh, all right, everybody. We're going to take a quick break to talk about Alienware. All right. 
I might be on the road right now, but I am able to stream this to you in a pretty good setup. I don't have like the, the sick microphone setup I normally have, but like I'm able to stream this same bit rate, same quality, same everything as normal. We're going to be able to upload it uh, on normal. And that's because I am using an X17 notebook from Alienware. Go check this thing out. It is fantastic. I just got it recently. It's the mo most recent version that they, uh, they have available. And uh, yeah, it is a, a beautiful machine. I've been using it uh, over the past couple of weeks, uh, over the past couple of days, I should say. Uh, and even sometime before then, as I was preparing for this trip, because I just got it recently. And uh, I have absolutely loved it. Um, it's been fantastic. I've been playing Genshin Impact on it. It can run Genshin Impact? Uh, no, but besides that, it, it can do a bunch of fantastic things. It's got, uh, let's see, I think it's a 3080 Ti. I'm going to open it up right now just to double check, because I don't want to mislead any of you folks uh yes it is it is a 3080 ti it's got a uh I, a 12th gen i7 in it 64 gigs of ram it's a it's a beast uh it's fantastic to be able to have this available for me on the road you know as uh things start to open it back up again and travel starts to become more and more a thing you know obviously worlds is happening uh in the u.s in a bunch of different cities this year i'm going to be needing more and more uh more and more capabilities on the road to be able to create content for you and continue to deliver the fantastic stuff. And it wasn't for this notebook, I wouldn't be able to. So uh, thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring uh, Hotline League and so much of what we do here at TGI. And uh, we really appreciate their support. Please go check out Alienware.com slash Travis. We're working on doing a full revamp. I know a couple of links there are currently having some issues, but I think sometime this week, hopefully, we should have some uh, brand new stuff over on that site free. So Alienware.com slash Travis, there's a link in the description. Thank you so much to Alienware, and uh, we'll catch you, uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll catch some of you at this, this event this weekend, and you guys can let me know what wonderful Alienware products you have purchased over the years. All right, Mark's off to grab the next caller. Thank you to Razor6, hello, hello, hey, hi, Fragbite Light, Elmo Kill, Zabel, Tom Shu, and where are we at? I think I saw some other other folks come in. Uh, Badger Yar, Shavul. Oh, Badger Yar for a year. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and a Waldwarf as well for the subs. A couple more, and we'll get to those in just a second because Mark should be popping back in with our next caller. There he is. Old Cosmic Drive Stan is here. That's a long Discord name. Where are you calling from? Uh, L.A. LA. All right, Stan, welcome to the show. Uh, where do you, what do you want to talk about? Um, so I wanted to promote EG Files because I think EG Files this season has done a wonderful job of documenting um, EG and TSM Legends has kind of been on, oh man, it's, it, you can just look at their titles in their list of T, TSM Legends on the TSM, like, like playlist it's all just it, it it feels like a disaster and i also think tsm lost a lot of um important content creators and yeah. uh how much how many hours a week do you spend personally editing eg files caller uh zero okay just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> uh you know you being in la where i assume uh eg files might be edited i had to i had to double check uh oh, no, no. Okay, so what what do you do? You want to explain what EG Files is? Because I I know that there's probably you know I've looked at the numbers; they're climbing, I think. But there's probably a lot of people that are not familiar with the series. So, do you want to explain what it is? Yeah. Um. So I I don't do video editing, but um, 
I I like work in like entertainment for media, so I don't know. I just feel like their production has been really good. Like I think their opening is like a different like comic book illustration of like a screenshot of the players every week, and I think that's like Blender, and then they like project the drawing onto a book and they zoom into it and it transitions into a like <laughs> into the shot that's from the video, and it's like that kind of like production level is like it's like all across it's very consistent and i also think that the music and like the tonality of the series is done very well and so we and, should say this is yeah. is it uh peter maybe you can help me out too is, are you guys re releasing these weekly or what's the cadence I, for this because it's a documentary series on I, the team right yeah it's bi-weekly but it's uh to compare it to some shows that other people made oh it's a bit more lighthearted. It, you know, there were, we did one show on, on JoJo's family, for instance, or we did one show on, uh, on, on like, Impact being a, you know, they asked the players, you know, is Impact, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, is Impact, you know, too old to play or that kind of thing, you know, it's, it's a bit, it, it's a, it's a bit of a documentary, but it's a bit more, um, it's a bit more lighthearted. I actually really, really like it, but obviously I would say that because I'm on EG, but of of the teams that I've been on, this is by far the best show that I've seen done by yep. the board that I've been on, and it's 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 basically a bit like a bit like um, it's a bit like a lighthearted version of of something like Tears of Madness, which people may know about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will be honest. I have not watched an entire episode of it because I kind of got burned out after a while and all the team docs because it started to feel like a lot of them were very samey, like. Shots of the players traveling to the studio, some behind-the-scenes stuff of one of the players making a joke at the other's expense, and then they laugh, then like they win or lose, and then there's like an interview afterward. It's like, yeah, we got to figure out our stuff if we're gonna like make it to finals, or it's or it's Korean barbecue because they won. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, but also, well, like, they have Danny's, you know, uh, model collection, right? He has like every single, I think. Yeah, the desktop collection is great. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I really like I really like that they showcase a lot of stuff. Like they they, they talked. Daddy has like some of the models that he has are like numbered limited edition uh, models that there's only like a certain a couple of hundred in the world, and he has one of them. Uh, he goes and tracks them down. But that kind of stuff, I, I really. Wait, yeah. Cool. Oh wait, Mark, am I allowed to shit on C nine? Why are you asking uh, yeah, for I... his permission? I will give you permission to shit on C nine. Okay. I'm I'm sorry, whoever's on the content team for C9, but like, yeah, this this is what I'm talking about, like like what Peter said for pacing, um, like it's much more lighthearted, and even though it's a 19 minute video, it feels like you're watching like a travel vlog or someone, like you know something very like casual, but it's definitely not like you know those heavy ones that like you know bring up like an interview and. And be like, so the, our our you know direction of this team moving forward, blah blah blah. And then, like, meanwhile, I feel like if I look at like C nine, I'm just going to use them as an example. And some of the other ones, it's it doesn't feel like storytelling. It feels like everyone using the same exact like clips and then putting like this like lo-fi music over it, and then just you know, and it's just like letting it go. I mean, I mean, just like publishing it instead of like concentrating on storytelling, like the way that the broadcast does. I feel like I feel like people are like scared of doing storytelling and like trying to 
like think about narratives a lot just because of like how short form content has like taken over everything. Well, yeah, you got me there by saying the broadcast was doing well with narrative. So ultimately, this is this is a great call, regardless of what <laughs> else you've, you've said. Um, was that I, what I agree. Was that what they said? I'm not sure if that's what they said. Uh, that's what I heard, at least. Narratives from the broadcast are great. That's what I heard. Um, yeah. And then, and then, like, at the same time, like, I think C9, the world's documentary last year, like, they were putting, like, somber piano music over it. And then when they get out of groups, they show a shot of, like, everyone in the practice room hugging. And there's somber piano music in the background. It's the same, like, tone the entire time. Like, it's the most, like, flat and, like, disgusting, like, misread of the tone that I've ever seen in a video, I think. Like, besides some, like, shitty TikTok that's about, like, I don't, like, horrible things. But, yeah, that was disgusting. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like you're slowly becoming more and more unhinged as you talk yeah, about yeah. other teams' media. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I like it. Um, all right. Well, I will say one scene that I did like that I, I saw that went kind of viral was, uh, wasn't it JoJo's mom wanted yeah. JoJo oh, yeah. to introduce uh, Vulcan. Vulcan to his sister? Because she, yep. she she was like, oh, yeah, you should introduce Vulcan to, to your sister. She's like as if like kind of like a matchmaking situation, which I thought was very fascinating. Uh, yeah, people should go check out that episode because yes. it's, it's it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. No, this is good. I should you know what I should go back and and take a look at it because I haven't watched a single one either, Travis. You and me both. Uh, I guess I guess it's time to 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 try them again. See yeah. see if they're see if they're good. I mean, like I, it's tough for me because. For years and years, I think Mark and I would watch these, and then you got to a point where every team was making one of them, and then they all got afraid of putting anything interesting in them all mm -hmm. at once. Like you would see one of these documentaries come out, and it would just be like them losing, and then the players being like, "Yeah, we got to try harder," and then that would be it. And then later on, you would find out that behind the scenes, everybody hated each other. There was a moment where like a coach yeah. punched a wall. Like there, there'd be all this stuff, and it's just. You know that like all the most interesting aspects of this that would go into like a Netflix documentary or anything like that just is on the cutting room floor because the teams don't want to put it out there anymore. And so it did get really hard to want to keep watching the content because it just became, you know, fairly formulaic. Um, oh. And I know we were just celebrating Breaking Point a while ago, which it sounds like it was kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum of what EG is doing with EG files. But I think it is... It's exciting to hear from a caller that is excited about team content because I think there's just not very much exciting stuff out there these days. Travis, mm -hmm. just add, add my final thing. Uh, I think that the, the, the big difference between, I guess, EG files and some of the other content that I've seen from teams is that the games are such a small part of the video. Like each yeah. episode is about some aspect, like they pick a player every week and then they go for some aspect of this life, right? Like. Danny's figure collection or Jojo's family who are coming to visit. And then the fact that there's a game, like the game takes like three, three minutes of the video and it's just the backdrop. Um, but it's like how Jojo's family came to come and see Jojo. How is he after the game? You know, how, how, how did they feel about his performance? They went for dinner with his teammates. How did they feel about his teammates and that kind of thing? And yeah. I think that's, that's like the game has very, very little to do with it. So I, th I think that's what makes me really like it. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, I like I like the call, and I, I appreciate you calling in uh, with this, Mark. I don't know if you have any other 
questions because I don't, I don't think either of us have caught it yet. No, no. My only note would be some of these naming titles could be a little bit splashier. Evil Runs in Our Veins is not inspiring me to click this, even though it's the one with ten like the most views because it's the the JoJo mom one, I guess. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna well, watch them now. They need yeah, they need better uh, YouTube SEO, I guess. Is maybe Mark's takeaway. They need big click mail. Mark, like, oh, no. Mark, yeah, Mark that's and, what they need. Mark and I argue about the stuff all the so, time, so I, I I'm surprised that he's. I'm not surprised to see this uh, conversation coming up, but yeah. I don't know. I think I would prefer these EG tiles over whatever the hell TSM had last year for like a split and then they stopped for summer where it was, yeah, neon colors and all caps and it just, yeah, it felt like I was looking at Mr. Beast channel instead of like TSM. I will say, Yo, yeah. what's wrong with Mr. Beast? What the? Yeah, I do huh? think. Mr. Beast catching strays now too? Well, okay, well, like, his videos are flashy. TSM videos are not flashy, and it didn't fit, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I do think that the thumbnails could be a little bit brighter. I'm looking at this this most recent one, the one from two weeks ago, The Evil Runs in Our Veins. Oh, no, it's the second most recent one, and it's kind of of dark thumbnails. Same with the... uh, Just just, uh, work on the thumbnail, CG. I think that that will really help. Okay, caller, thank you so much. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller? Um, I think shout out to I think his name is Sai Mix or Chu. Uh, it's a Vietnamese name. I don't remember. Um, because you know everyone was mourning the loss of like Max and Andrew White from TSM Legends, but I think Chui left Two Hundred Thieves. Um, a little bit like before. Everyone loved TSM like before Bjerg, and I think his like work and his like cinematography was gorgeous. So I want to give him a shout out. Damn, I you just watch all the team content, don't you? Uh, I I mainly watch. I mean, I stopped watching TSM Legends because it's it's depression this season. So no, so I've mainly been watching Golden Guardians and um, EG. Uh, what do you think? Can you st- okay? How about this? Can you stack rank all the teams, or at least maybe the, your top five or top six, based off of the content they put out? And uh, and the LCS broadcast. Pretend we're a team. Stack rank the LCS broadcast content versus the top six teams content as well. Um, I I haven't watched TL or Hundred T like at all this okay. year. That's and fine. Yeah, I mean, I would put EG pretty high but i i wouldn't put tsm like low because like the production is still great they've just had a horrible season they also made a decision to like make their titles like an apology every time to viewers as if they had to apologize and that just makes it even more like pessimistic and horrible but i i don't think i mean they did the best they could and yeah yeah. um i wouldn't put them low but i would put eg at like a 9.5 and then like TSM at like a six golden guardians at an eight. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like you'd put C9 at a zero based off of your earlier statements. I mean, it's definitely better than this season than last season, I think because they got their graphics package like a lot tighter and they didn't have like trashy thumbnails for like five out of six videos. And then, yeah. Got it. And they have don't you- have that stupid brick background on the outro either. 
So I feel like you, but I would love to see you just do a YouTube channel yeah. or something like that, where you just critique and review all of the different uh, content. Mark's cat. Hi. Oh, yeah. I mean, actually, you know, one project I was thinking of working on over summer is because I do like matte painting. So I was I was thinking of doing like several shots of uh, like everyone was begging like, oh, what if LCS did like LCK style openers? I was going to do a few shots. Yep. And yeah, I was thinking of doing speaker in a in a, like a decrepit church because it would be funny and then but i actually had no clue what to do for eg so peter what would you want <laughs> hmm impact impact the grizzled veteran versus dojo or daddy as like a uh you know rookie you know like you get in, a, in an anime you know where one uh -huh. of them is the mentor of the other well or either that either that or turtle is a pokemon trainer and Gilotto is the Pokemon trainer, and all of the players. <laughs> I, I, I did it. I did. Well, uh, thank you so much for calling on, uh, calling in. You did a, a great job because Mark and I are always going to be baited by takes about content since we work in the content world. Uh, but thank you again for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, thank you. Thanks. That was super interesting. Cool. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, obviously you liked it because all they. All they did was uh, suck up to EG content, but LOL Globus, uh, Bishop Nader, Frogman, uh, Mr. Dr. Enchilada, Maury Wakes, uh, You Look Like Andy Sandberg, Pepper XPHD, Whoopley, Smoke Dog, Spencer Neutron, and Schlepperd. Thank you, everybody, for the subs. Mark should be back in just a second with a caller. How are you guys doing, Twitch chat? People on Twitch chat are uh, are a little ridiculous. Uh, Real Dyson, thank you for the prime. Uh, thanks everybody for this. Peter, when do you guys fly to Houston? Tomorrow afternoon. Oh, you guys go early. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Uh, pulled pork. Where are you calling from? Uh, Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. What do you want to talk about on the show? What would you like to talk um, about? Yeah, there you go. What I want to talk about is if EG or if EG or TL bans both Leeson and Jarvin, um, they will sweep 100 Thieves in the finals because Closer, I think, is obviously the glue of the team and um, it gets them off the initiator, which is, I think, the key for 100 Thieves success. I'm curious to see how Peter Doug could answer the, or respond to this. If what's your draft to... prep yeah. for Hundred Thieves, Peter? How do you feel about his Viego? I mean, his Viego lost the first two games versus TL, and that's when Centaurin was on Jarvan. So that's what I think about it. I mean, they won they they won the last game on Viego, but um, I feel like the best picks in the meta right now are having an initiator. Because if you don't engage, you're just not going to win. And then Orin looks giga OP. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's a very interesting take. I hate you, but. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I, I mean, your take's a really interesting take, but like, I can't respond to this. I, I'm, I'm really sorry. I can't respond to this when we're playing this weekend. Um, but but, but I, I, think you've got, I've got, think you've got some interesting, some uh, like interesting strategy. Uh, 
uh, rap, rapo, is, uh, I guess is the is the term that some people oh, like we to do need one with. of those. Yeah, we w- w- yeah, waffo. Watch yeah. and find out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, Mark. So this is obviously a bit more of a take for me, though. There is probably a part to this I can chime into as well, or he can chime into. Is um, I don't know how important that was versus like J four is a point and click initiator in the sense where like it's very easy to follow the engage of this champion. Um, and the the game that TL got or two hundred he's got back in the TL series was J four Ori, which is like if you ever needed a like, hey, we're not playing well. What's an easy to execute combo to like try and make some team fights work? Like that's that's one of them. And then to the point about him going back on Viego, you know, like he, he did end up back there. You know, is J four really that powerful? I don't know. I mean, TL ended up banning it. That just felt like they like I, I just can't see J four being like pick ban status like must take this away right now, right? But but maybe he is. I don't know. Um, so I, my concern would be with this draft strategy is um, only getting rid of those things and kind of giving the rest of their team whatever they want. Uh, I don't know if clothes are so important. I know, he, like you say, he's the backbone. I'd agree with that. I just don't know if he's like, take him off these two things and, EG, and like TL, 100 Thieves falls apart, excuse me. Um, the thing I did want to ask is that uh, I believe 100 Thieves is uh, six wins on Orn. All six of their wins have come with Orn in the playoffs. Uh, and I think they've lost one game with Orn. It was the first game of that TL series. Um, so this is also with a number of other people doing well with Orn in recent uh, weeks as well, Broken Blade. And maybe Peter can chime in on this one a little bit. But, like, what do you think is going on with Orn in the current meta? Is he just, like, busted? Is it that people have, like, lost the ability to punish him? Like, why is it that Orn feels like this, like, super important champ nowadays? Teams are... Oh, let's be really careful about this. Teams are not good enough to punish him properly. And if you, like, Orn isn't... Like, you can't pick Orn into RNG or V5 or something like this, right? Uh, maybe it's really OP in, in North America. We'll see this weekend. Um, but I th- if it was as OP as the record suggests, people would be picking it one, two, three. Jazuke um, J- which... in the chat says, good luck at MSI picking Orn. So it yeah. sounds like he agrees with you. It sounds like he He's expects right. the LPL to make it to MSI. <laughs> that, that's true. You can, win an M- you can win an MSI with Orn. You just have to have that LPL and Oscar and shot. Yeah. Literally, don't show up. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a good call because the Orn's always coming in the second phase after you know you've taken higher priority things, you could say. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, it's just so weird how important Orn has become all of a sudden, and I just can't believe it's that Giga Broke moment. Maybe it is. Mark, do you? I feel like just in terms of chatter, because obviously, I, you know, I'm more listening to all the analysts rather than having original thoughts of my own when it comes to analysis. Uh, But it feels like there's been so much focus this year on, oh, this team just picked this over and over and that's why they lost. Or this team didn't ban this and that's why they lost. Or like just, it it feels like there's such a huge, huge obsession with draft. I know you kind of talked about it, I think, in a blame game, but do you feel like it's an unusual amount of obsession over specific picks and bans this playoffs compared to traditionally? Um, I don't know about 
compares traditionally or not, but it's definitely happening. Uh, that, that was kind of what I was alluding to with my comments about the, the first, like the TL versus 100 Thieves games where people were like, oh, TL lost that series because they started drafting poorly and like not because 100 Thieves played, as Closer said, not like humans. They weren't playing like humans for the first two games, and then they started playing like humans. And like no credit is given to the play. It's just, oh, they drafted Grave Soraka, so of course you're going to lose. Duh. Um, stuff like that is, is the conversation. And like the, the funny thing about that series is 100 Thieves go like pretty late game with like Orin, Zeri, Silas, Viego set. They lose that game. They instantly go like way more early game oriented with the Vex and Trinomir and Leona, like more about like dive and playmaking. That one fails, and then they go back to team fighting again. And like the this, the style that they won game one with or three with it was the same style that they kind of lost game one with. And I don't know. It just feels to me like people are not watching what's happening in the games. Um, but at the same time, for some of these, I'm like watching Orange just be this fucking massive problem for every team. And I'm like, maybe maybe teams should just ban him, or maybe they should just take it. Like I don't know. Uh, so some of it, I, I I see where people are coming from. Yeah, I think Peter tweet oh, Peter Ping tweeted something this weekend about uh, Orn being OP or something. I'm trying to remember what it was, but uh, yeah, uh, oh yeah, Peter said just had a really crazy idea for LCS teams. Maybe Orn is broken. Uh, <laughs> so it seems like there's some discussion there. I don't know. Uh, all right, caller, thank you so much. I know we kind of went off on a tangent. Mark sometimes picks calls to. Uh, advance his own agendas and i think that's well and it was also just to see what peter would do yeah, he, yeah. he sidestepped it so, yeah. so sorry, 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 sorry Paul, Paul. i'm really sorry for not giving you a proper answer but um yeah that's it i'm sorry it, no it's all good it's all good do you have anything you want to shout out before uh we say goodbye uh yeah uh shout out i got a couple things to write off uh the blame game uh, JLXP, the Dive, and Hotline League, just for like producing league content about NALCS. Uh, I mean, I usually watch at least three of the four weekly, and they're all usually pretty good. Yeah, the ones with Mark on them, I think, is the ones that you watch, right? You don't need JLXP; just watch those other three. Mark, are you doing a blame? There's a blame game coming this week, right? I just realized I haven't seen any chatter. Yeah, I I messaged Juan about it. I was doing my taxes today. Oh, it's boy. a nightmare for me, you know? Um, so it's it's coming. It like kind of spoiled the topic a little bit this episode, if you could tell. Just get an, get an accountant. I can put you in touch with my accountant. I don't trust them. You trust your own ability to, to understand the U.S. tax code more than no, a person I, who's I, been certified? I rip. I rip through TurboTax, and at the end of the day, whatever they say goes, and I step away from it. Well, And you know what? We see what we get in the mail. That's fantastic. Is the IRS happy or the IRS sad? We don't know. While I'm on the uh, the YouTube channel for EG, I noticed that most of their videos are about the TurboTax expert call or TurboTax pro tips. Yeah. So yeah. clearly you've been watching some EG content, even if it's not their main series. Uh, Pulled yeah. Pork, thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Someone asked, and I have to defend myself, why are taxes hard if, if you're... Just doing it with TurboTax. Well, because I'm an independent contractor, and so I get W-2s, 1099 divs, 1099 MISCs, Schedule 1Ks, Schedule K-1s, 1Ks. I have to file in Pennsylvania as well. Um, 
And yeah, you have to get through all those little fucking exceptions and stuff. I don't, it's hard, all right? It's hard. I'm not going to ask you why hard. you have to file in Pennsylvania because I'm, I'm concerned about the... Uh... I'm not from PA. I'm from Massachusetts. All right. I don't want to know the details. I don't want to know about how you're... What, what, is the, what were those files that they found? The, the Panama Papers or something? That's Mark's going to be in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Mark has several offshore accounts that he's taking all the TGR money and putting it there. And uh, once they find out about his crypto, oh, he's back. Uh, Iscaf is here. Iscaf, is that how you say your name? I forget. You've we've talked about this before. Iscaf. Iscaf. Okay, remind me where you're calling from. Washington D.C. Washington D.C. Welcome back to the show. Uh, what do you want to talk about on this episode? So my take is that a hundred thieves, e.g., final, would be proof that franchising worked and that they're totally worth an on-fire CLG. What are you talking about? PSM had a bad season. Franchising is terrible. Bring back relegation. Blah, 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 blah. Go ahead and expand on your take. So I think, I mean, Hunter Thieves was literally built on franchising. They were not even anything before that. And then have kind of come a behemoth in the scene now. And then EG came in later than franchising, actually. Took over a spot. And then also I've taken some pretty big risks with native talent and young players which probably would only be possible in a franchise league so even though you get people whining every once in a while about how a team's bad overall it's been beneficial for the lcs and league in general this is an interesting call because normally we get takes that are in the opposite direction uh and so i'm trying to figure out how best to respond uh so rather because than you don't want to hate messages you don't no, want hate messages no i don't i i know i have defended franchising before and people are like oh he's in the mag like people don't they don't understand like <sighs> here here's my little mini rant before i throw it to you and peter like it is annoying to me that people think that the system where like teams were just farming the promotion relegation system to flip teams to like VCs who didn't know what they were doing and then get would, would immediately get relegated and br no brand stuck around. And you just had sort of like players that would hang out as mercenaries to like boost teams into the LCS. I, it is insane to me that some people think that that is a better system than the one that we have now. Um, and so I don't think you need an EG or a hunter T to win in order to justify what is a much better system certainly there have been some downsides to franchising um but i don't think that like a relegation system like we had before is the the better solution uh but peter dunn you're from somewhere in europe yeah. and i understand that europe really likes relegation and promotion systems so uh why don't you go ahead and explain why the lcs is a terrible system right now and it's all about promotion relegation would you like to go first mark <laughs> no i think travis asked you <laughs> <laughs> uh obviously i agree with the caller because i have a job because of fantastic um but um i think i, th I think that their people have forgotten how bad things were before like did, I, I wonder how many people in the chat remember who team dragon knights were right or, or other teams other teams such as this enemy um or, or, or teams like this I think that there are legitimate concerns that there are some teams that maybe don't try as hard as other teams, um, and you have to balance those. Um, 
I mean, as 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 um, as a as a coach on EG, I, I agree that franchising allows teams to take more risks, and I think that you can see some of these some of these um, you know how how much longer would Danny and Jojo have had to prove themselves in Academy and Amateur without a kind of franchise system giving teams the support that they require. I wonder whether a system, you know, maybe whether not now, but in the future, where maybe you have 20 teams across two divisions. So, so you know, if you get relegated, you don't drop out of franchising, but if you do the bare minimum, such as, I mean, such as Astralis, um, you don't, you don't, you don't naturally have the right to try so what was the last thing you heard me say, Travis? You said uh, that you hated franchising and you wish all those dumpster tier teams below you. No, you were talking. You were talking. Sorry, we everybody for listening to the <laughs> audio or watching the video. We had a, a slight hiccup, which reset the, the stream. But uh, you were saying that uh, you hoped that you would you, you wouldn't be against a system where you had ten teams in the major and ten teams in like a minor league and like yeah, you could yeah. come out and relegate between the two. And you mentioned Astralis, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So, so you know, if teams if teams are putting the bare minimum of effort, they shouldn't have the right to automatically play against the teams that are that are you know full tryhardy all the time, right? Like, I, I think I think that there's an argument to be made in that direction. I don't think it's ever going to happen, um, but but I think I, I could see an argument for that. But you know, people focus on the negatives of franchising because because of you know things like Reggie's imports, 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 tweeting, right? That kind of thing. And I think that. There's a lot of good that's been put into the NA ecosystem in recent years that has come about because teams are secure enough to think about long-term planning um, as a result of franchising existing. Um, so things like the new proving ground circuit, right, which which is a huge way to highlight new upcoming talent. Um, things like, yes, I know that people are going to say bad things about it, but things like champion skew, you know, how much how much does a team like Team Dragon Knights care about Champions Queue if they if they're going to be gone from the league because three teams get relegated every split. Yeah, you know? how much do our um, current teams care about uh, Champions Queue? Well, is also a good well, question. Well, I, God, I had such a good tweet. I didn't pull the trigger on, but I was gonna just say more Champions Queue wins after C9 got three zero by it's, JoJo. Yeah, well, Inspired doesn't have too many games under his belt. I think this. So, so on, on Inspired, so Inspired has two accounts: one which is public and one which is not public, and I'm gonna tell you that he plays jungle very little on those accounts uh, because he he cares about learning about wave states and by playing the lane. So I actually am in favor. I, in, we've never disciplined him for it, but but if he came to me and said I don't want to play Champions Q because of this, I would actually be in favor of him not playing Champions Q. All right. Well, we've got our topic. I, I, I don't want I don't want him I don't want to see him play mid or top. You know, like you know, I respect Inspired. I think he's insane mechanically, right? But, you know, he's learning, he's playing it to learn matchups as a jungler, right? So, so you know, maybe it's for the best that he's not playing against some... Uh, uh, who's the next one now? Impact. Maybe it's for the best that he's not playing against Impact. Um, <laughs> you know. But back back to promotional relegation. Yeah, okay. So you think it's good? Oh! Right, I think promotion relegation is bad if, like, your team just completely disappears every single time you get relegated for the players and you know because you lose all that history every single time a team gets relegated you lose all the history and all the investment that they've come to build up as part of a league over all of their time in the league and i mean i think fans tend to forget this right so having it the reason i like the two-tier system is because it it preserves some of the history you know sometimes you see this in soccer right you know a team go, gets relegated and then 
five years later they come back up you know under with a new star player or under new ownership or something like that so so i think i think that that's good but i think from the narrative perspective you lose so much every single time a new team comes to the, into the league and then they're gone you know think about a team like gravity think about a team like good game university what happens if that that year where um tl don't get double left right and they're gone forever yeah, yeah. how much would we be missing out on now and i think that that this kind of being able to preserve storyline from season to season is important, but you know everyone has to take part in the project. Everyone has to care about the project, and if you if you're not doing something to promote promote the project as a whole, and the project is LCS viewership, then then it's 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 complicated. And you know I'm not an owner. This is not my. I'm a fan, right? I'm talking about this from the pure perspective of a fan. And I think this year, one of the things which made the LCS stand out this year is so many teams took so many risks and so many teams had their own interesting stories. And you could tell each of their, indistinct, you know, their distinctive stories. I can tell you what Dig, Dignitas's plan to, to, was. I could tell you what TSN's plan was, even though the plan wasn't very good, right? Like, I knew what the plan was, <laughs> right? But this is the... I could tell you what Cloud9's plan, well, at the start of the season was. Um, and that builds hype for me. Like, this year, there was no team in the LCS besides maybe Immortals who didn't have like some amount of hype. They were, you could see that they were trying something new. And I think that's something that shows that franchising is working in Europe. It's not just about who wins the LCS, but it's also, um, it's also something you don't see, for instance, with franchising in EU. And so I think different models can work for different regions, but I think it's, it's working well right now. In, in an, I don't think it's working as badly as people say it is. Uh, Mark? Let's, uh, you know, I know we're, we're kind of running low on time and I'm worried that the internet at this place might hiccup again. So I, I want to make sure we can get through the show. But really quickly, any thoughts from you on franchising? Um, nope, it's all a win. Win all around. Um, on the caller's point about how much this matters, I, I'll say from a public perception standpoint, like I think one thing that I often get am prone to forgetting about is the importance of public perception. We're like, Behind the scenes, you see some of the, the numbers and the reasons for things. And you're like, oh, well, the fans are kind of wrong about this, whatever. Um, but it does matter to them as the ones enjoying the product to think that like franchising was beneficial. And right now, there's a lot of focus on the teams that are not doing well in the franchise model. And they assume that teams like TSM and C9 and TL would have been good no matter what because they were good before franchising. So, of course, it would have stayed the same. Um, or whatever and and i think like new teams succeeding is something that will help um with just the pr of of franchising a little bit so if eg wins or 100 thieves wins again and you know i, I think that can help a lot I, just to put a pin on this like the other thing that fans i think don't tend to think about is like peter pointed out some of those teams that were like not great people might not also be thinking about the fact that they had like in some cases really sketchy ownership uh, I mean, the first split of LCS had Team Marn, where Marn did not pay some of his players uh, at the end of it. I think some players might still be owed money. I don't know. This is allegedly. Who knows? Um, but I I think that people don't necessarily understand that at, underneath the old system, there was a chance for a lot of bad actors to come into the space and uh, not to say we don't have bad actors now, but there's certainly a lot more policies in place to kind of get those people to be good. Uh, and by the way, just because a team is in the league does not mean like in a franchise situation, doesn't mean they can't be removed. Evil geniuses is in this league right now because a team was removed. So 
Um, you can there maybe folks who want relegation because they're not happy with teams should instead just want more easier ways to get rid of teams rather than something as strict as relegation. Anyway, caller, sorry, and thanks for sticking through with us on the um, technical issues. Uh, Icecap, is there anything you want to shout out here at the end? Um, I want to shout out um, LCS production, especially around this whole playoff series. Things like the hype videos and the interviews have been absolutely fantastic and I think deserve recognition. Very good. Thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break really quickly because I want to make sure I get this in, just in case the Internet bonks out and everything goes to hell again. Uh, we are doing live Hotline League this weekend because of Grubhub. Uh, it will be at FanFest. Doors open at 930 on Saturday. Please go. People keep messaging me. I don't know how many other ways to put this out there. I, I guess I'll tweet it again tomorrow. But we are doing live Hotline League Saturday morning in Houston, in the event. At, if you have an LCS ticket, you can get into FanFest. You can go to the Grubhub stage and you can watch us live. It will be fantastic. You will have a great time. Uh, show will start at 10 a.m., but make sure you get there early so that you can secure a seat. Uh, and we would love to see you there. We will be taking callers live, so not really callers, but people coming up on stage. Uh, I am working on trying to get some guests to show up. I know uh, Steve has said that he wants to do live Hotline League, so hopefully he can make it. We'll try to get somebody from EG and from 100T as well, as well as hopefully some other uh, familiar faces. So no promises. We'll see what happens. It's sometimes hard to get people up at 10 a.m. Uh, but hopefully you guys can get up at 10 a.m. and make it there uh and this is all courtesy for 10 a.m to make it there yes before 10 a.m yes 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 and this is all courtesy of grubhub so when you get there please say thank you grubhub or maybe tweet at them or i don't know tweet about them with a tag or something uh the other thing is everybody keeps hounding me i literally had somebody dm me today and say travis i always want to use the grubhub code but i'm a vod watcher and usually don't watch hotline league till wednesday or thursday now it's my moment i am home with the baby while my wife is out to dinner and i need the code but hotline league isn't for another three hours is there any way you could tell me the latest code and i could use it i dm this person the latest code which is code frenzy use code frenzy at checkout from april 18th to may 2nd to get free delivery and a digital hex tech chest and key on any orders and get free boneless wings from Buffalo Wild Wings with an order of $25 uh, plus. So go get your digital Hextech chest. Uh, again, this code runs from April 18th to May 2nd. So we'll shout it again on the show this weekend. But uh, thank you to Grubhub for making this happen. Go use code Frenzy. You're going to order food anyway. Just order from Grubhub and use that code and it'll be cool. There's a link in the YouTube description, by the way, if you're watching uh, YouTube and you can click that. It actually kind of helps us out. And, I'll also do exclamation mark Grubhub in the chat. Oh God, Mark, I don't have, I'm on the laptop, so I don't only have one monitor right now, but based off of how many people are getting timed, yep, there it is. Okay. You know, I'm but, just trying to do the, the sponsor read and you've got to just let it go. Just, just let it you've go. You've got to ruin the show. <laughs> by... There was a tweet that got 2000 likes because of the fan sign that say cat for Kobe this weekend. Have you ever looked in the mirror and realized you're the fucking villain? You know, like, do you ever have that moment as a villain where you're like, wow, I'm the evil emperor that everyone's trying to overthrow right now, huh? Mark, I am the hero of my own story. Uh, okay. Anyway, 
Jachow is here. Is that how you say it? Gachow? Jachow? Good chow. Good chow. Where are you calling from? Uh, Redding, California. Redding, California. What do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, so um, I want to talk about the C9 collapse and like what they should do or shouldn't do. Ah, finally the C9 caller. <laughs> so I don't think they should actually make any roster swaps. In fact, I think they should probably swap Winsome back in for Isles. Um, and I think the... I mean, I'm basing this off of like, I think that the main problem is communication issues. And I think given more time, um, they can work that out. Maybe like summer split, but I would even give them until the end of next year. Um, so the end of like 2020. So you're um, lobbying for no roster changes. Although it sounds like you want Isles back or sorry, uh, Winsome back. I, I would put Winsome back because I okay. think he needs more time um, to like develop. And I think he's like got a lot of skills. He and Berserker have a lot of history. Um, yeah. So okay. that, that's that's what I would lobby for. Um, and then I think you could like look at 100 Thieves as maybe kind of a blueprint for that. 100 Thieves and, and GG. Um, because, I mean, that's essentially what they did with four of their players. They've been together for what? Has it been like two years, two and a half years now? Um, and now they're like potentially going to win a second championship, depending on how EG do. Um, yeah. So you are an advocate for roster stability uh, in a world where we throw out teams all the time and players. And I assume that means you agree, Travis, as a fan of keeping washed players around like this <laughs> former MVP who hasn't probably received his trophy yet. Yeah, Summit. Summit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's washed before he even got crowned. Uh, and and obviously I don't know if he's getting it, but just based off the voting and the conversation, it sounds like he's right, probably getting right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I hmm. Yeah. This is okay. a tricky, tricky one, Travis. Do you, do you think that they should? Because you're always the guy who's like, the roster instability is killing the LCS. Don't you think that, like, by definition, assuming that he does become MVP, don't you have to want to keep him, Travis? Yes. No, Travis? 100%. No. I Look, here's the thing. I think there is a very decent chance. I think there's a very decent chance that Summit is not playing for C9 next split. And that really? instead you have, Holy like, mother. fudge back top. I think there's a decent chance that they go back to like the pre LS plan or whatever, where you have all this stuff. Um, so I, I, he he would. I would, I'd flip the coin to, to figure out if he's staying on C9 or not at this point in time. That's my, my educated guess. Um, how fucking hilarious of a league is it? If like we hit to the point where now, we can't retain an MVP player on uh, on the team that they are on for more than a split. Like I almost want it to happen because at that point in time, the the thing that I have been harping on for multiple years now, which is the insane level of roster instability in this league, will be so fucking apparent that like it's so ridiculous that like I hope at that point in time the conversation finally breaks out beyond sort of my own YouTube channel and all that stuff to a point where like there's a, there are things, there are, there are decisions that are made like the paradigm shifts, the conversation shifts and like 
people start to call for more roster stability, which I think would be very good, both for the uh, future of the league uh, competitively, because I do think that, by the way, you can have a team that like doesn't win one split and they can potentially get better and win the next. I know it's crazy. But also because like I think it's a huge contributing factor to the incre- increasing down level or the increasingly diminishing viewership of the league. Like, let's say here, here's a theoretical scenario for you guys. Theoretical scenario. Niski joins cloud nine and fudge goes back top theoretical. Let's just say it could happen. I'm not saying it is this is not a report. This is, please don't go make, make a post on the cloud nine subreddit that says Travis says this is going to happen. Right. But it's not that crazy to think about. It is in my opinion, not that crazy to think about. It's something that I could totally see being plausible. Um, we will have had a situation where you have Niski join LCS, play on a team, leave the LCS, go back to Europe, then come back to to the league, uh, you know, be a if not an MVP contender, then like a contributor to like Blabber getting MVP the year that he was here for Cloud Nine, then be like, never mind, guys. Did we say Niski is cool? What we really meant was Perks was cool. Then you bring Perks over, you do all this build up around Perks, then Perks fucks off back to Europe, and then you go. By the way, did we say uh, Perks is cool? What we really meant was Fudge Mid is cool for like an entire split, and then at the end of the split, you're like, "We get it." Misty is back. You've you've done this song and dance many a times. Let's let's talk about this actual roster because Peter, tell me, there's not something wrong with this team, isn't there? Something wrong with them a little bit? Well, I mean, I mean, there's something wrong with your take, Travis, which is that Cloud Nine have copy in Academy. Who's, who's really good? I mean, I, I at one point in time I heard they were considering running copy in the off season, right? So like, it's not you're yo. I, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen, but like, yeah, like that's another possible scenario. You could totally see it occurring. I don't think Fudge gets uh, removed from the roster, so if they're making changes, I feel like it's probably him to top. I mean, like for me, I hope it's Jensen, but like, eh, but you know. Um, uh, the, uh, I, I mean, all right. So, so leaving Travis's, leaving Travis's, yeah, yeah. Take, take his thing out about the whole bad for viewership thing. Who cares? Let's talk about it from like analyzing C9's perspective. Like, is this a, a roster? Cause this is what the caller wants as well. That you, that you feel confident running again. Cause I feel like given the swap at the end, given the collapse, it feels like a team that's pretty mentally boomed and you have to not only like, you kind of have to get back to the point where you're one of the best teams in the league again, because only three teams go to worlds. This is a roster that's obviously trying to get to worlds. It feels like, and you're fourth right now. You're, you're on the outside looking in. Like, is this, does this team look like you've been in teams that mentally boom before? I assume, yeah. does this look like one of those situations? I mean, take a two month break and come back fresh. I mean, like, <laughs> Sorry, it's it's so crazy to me because I mean, there's no way Cloud9 are going to drop Summit, is there? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Travis knows stuff that I mean, they would be so ridiculous. Although, mm-hmm. like for for me, I, I I I as a coach in the LCS, I feel cheated that I didn't get a best of five series against LS because I would have loved to play against LS in a best of five series. But but the uh, but yeah, no, I agree with you. Like I agree, if Cloud9 drops Summit, then you have to really really. Question: What they were doing with their scouting this offseason? 
if they're gonna like give up on the project after just two months, three months. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a feeling it would be less about if I would like. I've been on teams before where you play a year together, you kind of mental boom as a unit at the end. Let's take two months off. Everyone will surely mentally reset. Surely, and then clueless. Fucking first week of scrims, people are right back at each other's throats, and you're like, hmm. Yeah, maybe I just shouldn't have assumed that thing. Like, time heals all wounds. Maybe some people just don't want to play together again. And like, this could be something where Summit doesn't like being in North America, and or this player doesn't want to play with that player. They think this, uh, whatever it is, you know. Like, sometimes it's beyond the the coaches or the organizational scouting. Um, so I feel like if it, because they they swapped Winsome for Isles, like clearly it wasn't really working even behind the scenes. We heard about like their scrim record was, was kind of dog water too. Like it was, it was a team that was running into trouble and like mentally recovering sometimes if there is, if there's no personality clashes, then I think it is possible to mentally recover. But if there's something that like fundamentally two players don't like each other, don't play the game the same way. And they're like, not going to budge. Then I can see a world where it's like, well, what's the point of running it again? No, I mean, I, I, it would, for, for, for somebody who has my coaching philosophy, it's against everything that kind of like I stand for as a coach, but sure, you know, it's well, possible. What would you say to them then? Let's say like two of the players don't like each other on this team. Are you just like, get over it. You're friends now. How do you, how do you, how no, do you just, like untangle that knot? Just don't talk with each other. Just don't talk to each other outside the game. Just focus on what you guys need to do, right? You if you hate somebody, don't think about them as a, as a friend. You don't have to be friends with everyone on your team. I've been on teams where every player hates each other, like a huge amount. And the only reason they're trying is because they don't want to be the one that everyone else is judging for being the worst player on the team. Because they don't want to be judged by people that they hate. Like, find a way to motivate you, right? Both of you guys want to go to Worlds. Both of you guys want to win a title, I assume. Like, if one guy is, is washed and is just like, you know, can't be bothered to play anymore. Like if Summit is, the only reason you would make a change to that is if Summit literally comes and says, you know, I can't handle it in North America anymore. Or he's like, just stops playing solo queue or something like that. Then, I mean, like then, the worst thing that would happen if you had like two characters, that two players that didn't get along is like one of them would win all pro mid and then the next split not be on the team. And like they'd tweet, you know, what the ADC might tweet something could be like, goodbye. And then the other one would be like later or something. You know, some some weird passive aggressive Twitter interaction after these two players are no longer on the same team. That would be really awkward. So I'm glad. I mean, like I can't imagine an awkward that would possibly happen. Yes, exactly, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. So Peter's officially on the other side. He says, "Oh no, he's with the caller." Excuse me. He he is. Pro keeping together, Travis is pro keeping together. I guess I'm the only one. I'm standing alone out here. I'm dying on this hill. That like, I don't know. We get me hyped for summer. No, I, I, I'm, I'm not like I, I think as a coach, I feel like please don't do this, right? But as a fan of the league, holy shit, do it, do it. It's, it will be so good for storyline. Can you imagine? Fudge goes back to top lane, and then he, he's like not the, not no. the best. No, it won't be <laughs> I mean, good. That That'll be so bad. Just, everyone would just meme on their systems even more. Like, they're already memeing the systems thing so hard. If you fucking roll swap back after six months. But it will, it will be so entertaining. People will tune in. People will tune in to watch it, right? People will tune in to watch the systems. To watch the systems. Dude, the systems are at work. Mark. I don't know, man. I feel like so many people just dropped from, like, dropping LS. That, like, if you drop Summit too. 
Yeah. That would just be. What, what if, what if, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but like, it seems entirely feasible to me that this could happen in the next four or five days, you have a, like a, you know, an outlet or something that comes out and is like, not, not Travis Gafford Industries. And is like, Summit is up for trade or is like heading back to LCK or is joining this other team. And then like the very next day, Riot's like, congratulations, Summit, for MVP of Spring Split. <laughs> like, I don't, I think there's a very good chance that could happen. And I just think it will be hilarious if it does. Uh, and so, I'm, yeah. So selfishly, the reason why as a fan, I would want it to happen is because I think that the next mid in line would be Jazuke and watching Jazuke and Blabber play together would be pretty happy. I don't think I think they would go to to Niski or Jensen or something. I don't I don't I don't think that. But okay, I don't know. Um, I just it would be peak LCS. Like at that point in time, it's like, yep, this is what we have become. All right, Benny Hill, yeah. Gachao, thank you so much for the call. Is there anything you want to shout out before we go on to the last caller? Uh, Shout out Alienware, and uh, that's it. Good night. Thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Mark is off to grab our last caller. Twitch chat going crazy. Uh, What's your percentage on that, Travis? On (laughs) that scenario coming through? I don't know. Like, it's tough to say. Like, uh, who who knows? I mean, I don't know when the actual, like, conversations between teams will actually start. You know what I mean? Um, because normally I feel like we start to actually hear the roster rumors during MSI, so it would be early to see something like that. But I I almost hope that if, like, Summit's not on C9 next split, that it just does happen just right this week, just for the hilarity of it all. Uh, Mauricio is here. Mauricio, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Have you called in previously? No, I haven't. It's my first time. Okay, we had a, a Houston caller recently, so I thought it might have been. Are you going to finals? Yeah, man. Of course. Yeehaw! Are you going Saturday been... as well? Yeah, I'm going both days. Okay. Um, Are you going to come to Live Hotline I've... League? I will try, but I am pretty bad at waking up early in the weekend, oh, so we'll God. see. Yeah, I've been um I've been playing league since like 2012 and I have just been waiting for the day that they uh host a tourney at our at RNG or energy, I'm sorry. But yeah. you can't get up to see us live. That's too- <laughs> Mauricio. For, I would try and make it. Mauricio, I got to say unfortunately <laughs> I'm a bit of uh you know, I go to sleep really early, so we got to wrap up the show. It was nice having you on, yeah, but I can't I have a hard time staying awake. Uh, to have no, the last good, caller on the show, so good night. Uh, I will. Good night, no know. problem. What, what is what? What do you want to talk about on the show? <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I just wanted to say that um, a lot. Uh, I I agree with the teal um, over hypiness because uh, I mean I I love all the players on TL, but I think it's just um, having Whippo top and uh, Bjergsen especially having a year break as a coach coming back. I think the expectation that they come in and immediately win uh, a split is just way too high. And oh, really? I think, okay. uh, yeah, I think maybe P2 is the absolute best they can do. But when you have a roster like 100 Thieves, where uh, every single one of the players, they're, they're fresh off uh, last year's uh, playoffs for um, summer. 
uh, and they've been kind of together this whole time. I just I don't see Tio winning, unfortunately. And I think they got just I I I think Tio has been playing and winning more in, uh, of the fact that they've been playing against teams that are worse than them being better. If that makes sense. So does this mean uh, that you just automatically disqualify EG for the same reason? No. So I think EG have been a little better uh, when it comes to adapting, whereas Tio just has not been. I think they've been doing the same. Uh, same kind of like play style for the whole split whereas i've been watching uh the, the not every single lcs game because you know i just don't have the time for that but almost every uh, yeah when a, when when a game comes on and i'm not doing anything i just you know put it on to watch it um and i have seen just uh, 100 thieves and eg specifically just improve so much uh but to to me has just stayed stagnant yeah uh i have to ask who, who's your favorite team it used to be TSM. Okay. Just because I like the players. I don't really care about the orc, but, you know, after all the OGs left, I kind of stopped caring about TSM too. But now, kind of, I don't really have a fairy team nowadays. I think if I had to pick one it right now, it'd just be TL, just because I like the players there more than, more than I wouldn't say like, but I guess know the players much better than I do uh, the other teams. But, um, yeah, so I guess TL. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask, because sometimes you get these calls where it's like a, a, a hundred Thieves fan calling in and being like, TL has no chance, Bjerg's like not warmed up again, he's washed, and it's like, yeah, well, no, who's your favorite honest, team? And it's like the yeah. other team. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, I know, I, I, I love Bjergsen, and I want to see him succeed, but I think I, I, don't, I, I think he's just a little too rusty right now, and, and I am not convinced on Bipo Top. I kind of was during lock-in, but I have no idea what happened. He seemed to be carrying lock-in, and now he might be the weakest link. I don't know. Peter Dunn. Is Beer, where is Bjerg on the Bjerg performance chart? His own 0 to 10 of how good we've seen Bjerg in the past versus being a coach, not even playing. Where, where is he, would you say? Is he back in form? 3.5? Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Wow. So, like, not even close to inform. No, not, in, not, in, not even close to inform. I mean, I, I, I agree with the tool. Uh, it's going to be very hard for TL to win because, you know, for European teams to win in LA, in NA, you know, they're suffering from all that jet lag. It's going to be really, really hard. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> how much of that answer was a meme answer and how much was actually Bjergsen being at like a four out of a 10 for himself? And now no, I'm no, confused. No, no, no. So, so the second part was a meme answer, but no, no, Bjergsen's Okay, okay, okay. okay. Bjergsen's like a four right now. He's, he's a, he shows flashes of, of what he used to be, but like he's not, he's not close. Hmm. I mean, I think that's a little fair given the, the last series. I, I was feeling him pretty hard. Uh, towards the end of the season. And then the, the Corky game was pretty uninspiring. Um, some of the package choices and uh, getting like that insane stun lock on him in the 100 team series. Uh, I think he dropped the ball a little bit, um, even itemization stuff and things. But, but, but this is by Bjergsen's level, right? Like if you're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. by LC, LCS level, he's like a seven or an eight, something like that, right? Yep. Um, uh. So this is... I, I don't know if I'd say they're doomed. I feel like they like core is still insane. I think Santorin's really good. I think Hans is insane. I know you don't believe in Blippo Mauricio, but like I feel like in a four or five Bjergsen on his own scale, still might actually be able to win a title in North America depending yeah, on I if, think... if the rest of the teams don't don't play well. I do feel like there's a bit of like a skill barrier that you have to you have to be playing well enough to to to, to beat them. 
I don't believe in Puepo right now. I certainly didn't didn't lock in, but at this rate, he something has to change specifically with the top side. I mean, because we're talking about TL Hunter T, I'm just gonna skip ahead out of the the EG match and just assume for the premise of this that that TL goes through. Mm-hmm. Like this team was one game away from beating Hunter T two days ago. Like I don't think it's. I, I think it is very bold to write off, and I'd be saying the same thing, by the way, for all the Hunter T fans that are rushing in the comments to say I'm biased. Like, I'd be saying the same thing if Hunter T went 2-3 against TL as well. Like, we just we will have had one week's difference between uh, these two teams playing in a series that went to five games where TL was up in the first two. And so I just think it's wild to ever be so confident and say like yeah they just don't have it because i'm like like unless unless the takeaway is something like they just got exposed starting in game three and once they learn to just ban this one champion like tl's whole strategy fell apart it's like this was a five game series i i'm i mean if it ends up being tl 100t and for peter dunn's sake you know hopefully it ends up being eg 100t but if it's tl 100t like i hope we get a series that is just as crazy as the one that we got last saturday um, maybe with a different, like maybe maybe not with the final game coming down to a back door, but uh, you know uh, something crazy. Peter, who wins the LCS? And you can't say EG. What you mean, like if EG oversleep on Saturday, so they don't show yeah. up at the stadium on time? Yeah, 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 you guys all get food poisoning, <laughs> yeah, and you have okay. to forfeit. So, that... ooh, um, hundred thieves because of closer. I think closer like is, yeah. It depends. It depends which closer shows up on the day. TL have if they want to be hundred thieves, they have to have a very specific targeted plan to shut down the enemy jungler. And Santorin has not historically been somebody who's very good at that. Well, we had the uh, caller earlier that gave the ban uh, rule set to yeah, allow you to, sure. to do that. So just take what our first caller had. Yeah. Like I, I think the matchup for TL against hundred thieves is not actually very good, um, but. But maybe 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 they find a new way to develop to develop. Yeah. It's just Casato is not that that type of jungler, right? I, I don't think he's bad, but it's just a really bad matchup for for TL in that position. I was going to ask if there's any rock paper scissors thing going on where like this team beats this team, this team beats that. You guys beat hundred thieves, but you lose to TL, but then TL loses to hundred thieves. Do you think there's any of that, or do you think it's legitimately just like? Uh, hundred thieves is a better team than, than TL right now. I know you mentioned the the matchup versus. Like closer is, is more explosive than Santorin, and Santorin doesn't really contain him, like these kind of yeah. things. But do you think it's it's matchup, or do you think it's just like skill skill level too? No, I think it's matchup. I think the top three teams, the split, are all really really close right now. Um, so so I think matchup will have a big difference. Will have a big impact. Cool. All right. Well, that's our prediction call for this weekend, I guess. But Mauricio, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to yeah, shout out um, before we see you at Live Hotline League on Saturday? <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to uh, Grubhub for coming in clutch now that the Texas weather is coming in because 90 degree weather is insufferable to wait in my car to go pick up some food. Um, and um, shout out to uh, Riot Games for finally, uh, or Low Esports for finally coming to Houston for once. Uh, and shout out to my wife for uh, supporting me and my uh, dumb league hot takes. Fantastic. Well, again, thank you so much for the call. And we will catch you next time. Thank you. Have a good night. Yep. All right.
that is the show. Uh, Mark, anything that you want to shout out? Uh, shout out um, my cat. He's the best boyo in the whole world, even when he's not being yeah. the best boyo in the whole world. How do you, are you? You have a favorite between the two? Whichever one's in the room is my favorite. Okay. The other one, I don't know where he is. Not my favorite right now. Uh, shout out to whoever made that fan sign. I know she retweeted it, but I, I don't know her her Twitter handle. Uh, that was great. Travis is a villain. Um, and I'm excited for Houston. I got a I got a busy schedule. We didn't figure this out, but I'm actually going to visit my family directly from Houston in Europe somewhere, and then. Yeah, it's like we I don't know when we're gonna find time to to do Hotline League or the blame game and all that stuff after finals, but I'll need to figure out a time. Yeah. So I it's I guess presumably there will not be a hot a hotline league next week because Mark will not be here, uh, which I found out today. And so that's you know the yeah, me great too. dynamic that Mark and I have where he I found out today too. When, when was I supposed to tell you? You found out you were going straight from Houston today? Yeah, definitely. I think Peter, what do you want to shout out? Shout out to broadcast to um, LCS broadcast. I think that a lot of the stuff that they put out this split is really, really awesome. The remix of the uh, remix of the LCS theme is like one of my favorite songs that I've heard as a hype hype song. The promo video for the season was really, really insane. And like one of the callers mentioned earlier, like the hype videos that have been coming out of LCS as as a connoisseur of hype videos dating back to the early days of OGN. I really appreciate what's what's coming out there. Thank you to the EG fan base for having faith in, in the team project, especially those that weren't willing to throw JoJo aside after two bad weeks of the LCS um, for Jensen. Um, and hopefully we can continue to reshow your, continue to show, to, to justify your faith in the team going into this weekend, going to MSI and going into Summer Split. So thanks for your support. Uh, thank you to everybody. Please come see us this weekend for a live show. If not, Please tune in on this channel at 8 a.m. Pacific on Saturday because if uh, this show gets like 400 viewers um, on the live broadcast, I don't know if we will ever be able to do another live hotline league ever again. Uh, so please tune in. Also, shout out to Mark for um, just skipping town on me uh, and not letting me know so that the content schedule next week will be god awful for the channel and i will have everything go to hell and it's yeah it's uh that i'm going to be driving over to houston on thursday so hopefully i have a safe travel uh, i'm trying to think if there's anything else i need to shout out i feel like there was something else i was going to say this episode and now i can't remember shout out to the people that are subbing right now i will get you afterwards and that's the show catch you on saturday morning bye